Welcome to another episode of Stunt Stories. I'm Corey Eubanks, and today with me is a dear friend of mine that has done unbelievable work in feature films such as Minority Report, Night and Day, X-Men First Class, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Jack Reacher, American Sniper, Chips, SWAT, Ford versus Ferrari, Six Underground, and we worked together not too long ago on Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. Brett Smurs, thank you so much for being on Stunt Stories. Thank you for having me, Corey. I appreciate it. And let's uh, let's have a fun chat. Hey, I understand you're, you're um, why well, I, I know this, a lot of people don't know, and maybe a lot of people do, that you are now a daddy. I am. I am a daddy. He's uh, He just turned one the other day. Just started walking last week, and now he, you know, he can walk and open cabinets instead of crawl. It's great. He's he's super fast <laughs> and nimble and athletic. Open cabinets. <laughs> I don't, don't, yeah. yeah, you got to get those little clip things that you put on there, so that only opens an inch and then it locks. You're like, ah. Yes, <laughs> Wait, that's what my mom said. We ended up getting some, but uh, they were the wrong size, so we need to get a few more. Uh, hey, <laughs> you you have I've I've had the 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 privilege of kind of watching your career from the beginning on but before you became a professional stuntman you were a racer correct yeah yeah. so i started off when i was 12 racing go-karts and that's kind of what started it and we started doing that internationally um won a few championships and then moved into open wheel cars and eventually got into stunts now would you say (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> i i'm i'm guilty of it as well all right would you say that nepotism had something to do with helping your career because i know oh. mine did my dad helped me it's it's almost <clears throat> i would explain it as if someone's new doesn't have any connections they're constantly climbing a ladder you know trying to get to the top uh with our you know with our being uh nepotism my dad opened the doors with like a big kick and he just kicked the doors open and i met a bunch of people and that's really what helped me a lot was he introduced me to a lot of stuntmen, a lot of coordinators, and that really, really helped me. Um, it, it, it got my career rolling really quickly. And yeah, I'd say nepotism definitely played a role. Yeah, me too. We both have to admit it. <laughs> but hey, you've got the talent to back it up because that's the other thing. Someone can kick open the door for you and throw you into that into that room but if you can't execute the stunts and, and hold your own, they're just going to chew you up and spit you out and your career's done. Absolutely. No, that's that's for sure. And and that's why you don't lie about your skills. You just do what you can. And um, But my it's funny because the very first job when my dad did kick that door open, he didn't tell me what I was going to do. He ended up making me uh, – I built up a stunt bag for, for whatever, just typical stuff. And Russell Solberg that morning was – the one strapping me into the seat and I was doing a T-bone. I had no idea. I showed up that morning and that was, that was what I was doing. So he threw me to the wolves and um, <laughs> it was, a, it was, it was a blind intersection. It was a tough one. So I was, it was uh that was a fun job. Well, that was on circuits. You know, there's, there's, uh, there's no doubt that when you get into conversation with people about stunt drivers and who's at the top of the list, your name is often, often heard. It's like, yeah, well, the Brett Smurge, you know, I'm like, God, it kind of makes me smile because I know that you deserve it so, so much. Cause you know, you're, you're, it's not, oh yeah, your daddy handed it to you. No, he didn't. You, you had all the skills from all the go-kart racing and, and practicing behind the wheel. And, and also a lot of people that don't know that listen to this podcast 
who may not know you because the majority of them are like Dukes of Hazard fans and people from, you know, like shows back in the eighties, but you, uh, I forget what age it was. You told me that you had the accident where they had to amputate part of your leg. Yeah. So that was when I was 16 years old. Um, I was just getting home from a race and I went to my friend's house that day. I flew in, went to the, went to their house and, uh, my friend decided to jump off of a balcony and I decided to one up him and I did a branny flip off the balcony onto the trampoline and it actually, it cut my artery and that's really what did me in. Um, and it broke my bone. I was in the hospital for, uh, about a month. It was, it was a bit of a mess. I uh, had, had nine surgeries in 13 days and almost died from that one. So God, it was pretty, dang. pretty gnarly time. You know, and, and to say that, that you have, uh, earned this reputation as one of the best stunt drivers in our industry and you've done it hope this doesn't sound wrong but you've done it with one foot i mean you, you <laughs> i don't know how i mean it's hard enough to drive a car with two feet and and i don't know how hard was that for you to adapt it was a bit difficult especially like when i when i first moved out of go-karts i always wanted the left foot brake and when i first got into cars i was left foot braking and then Luckily, I mean, luckily for me, I lost my leg at 16, right? So it was really young. So I was able to adapt very quickly and get used to right foot braking. And I just, I, I took that whole skill set and just, just drove that forward. So, um, you know, it was definitely different, but you know, a lot of times you really only need your right foot. So luckily that's, uh, <laughs> that's fortunate that it was my left yeah. My left foot below good. the knee. I think it was the best best case scenario for me. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> now, weren't you named after someone? I was. Yeah, my uncle. Uh, it was Brian Smurs. It was his twin brother, actually. And he uh, he passed away before I was born doing a high fall um, practice stunt in downtown Los Angeles. Now, I had, was- I had the privilege to have met him and back way back in the 80s. And, um, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he, he was extremely talented. Wasn't he like the most talented of, of the three of them? You know, that much, I don't know. I've def I've seen photos and I, I think he was one of the craziest ones of all of them. Yes. He was. <laughs> um, I mean, to ride, I've seen a photo of him riding on the back of the motorcycle with my dad and they were jumping down this ravine, you know, with no helmets, just airborne. And I'm like, that guy's, that's crazy to be on the back. Like, yeah, it's one thing to jump it, but it's another to do that on the back and just trust him. So I don't know. He's he seemed like a crazy guy. I've heard nothing but good things about him. So I, I wish I had gotten to meet him. Now, your your dad, Greg Smurs, I got to tell you something. He he is always every time I work with him, I just kind of shake my head. He 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 dumbfounds me. He's so knowledgeable in so many different uh, areas of, of our industry, not just cars, not just motorcycles, but all of the rigging and, and, and pyrotechnics. And he's very, have you, have you like a sponge? Have you absorbed a lot of that knowledge from him or do you just kind of focus more on, on the cars? You know, I, to be honest with you, I do, I kick myself for, for not really following up on all of his knowledge. Cause like you said, he is, he's actually, I think he's a genius um, in, in a sense of a word, but he's, he's super knowledgeable with rigging. I, I think he's honestly, in my opinion, one of the better riggers out there in the business. I feel so safe with him anytime I do anything uh, on that line, but no, I, to be honest, I really focused on driving and I didn't really, 
consider learning those things. I, you know, in the beginning I did, and I kind of started trying to do all around stunts, uh, even with my prosthetic. But at, at a certain point I was like, you know, I really like driving. This is what I grew up doing. I really want to be a stunt driver. Um, and I, I focused all my efforts and that's all. Anytime someone asked me, what do you do? I said, I'm a stunt driver. So that's really what I pushed towards. And I think, you know, in the long run, that's, that's really what I want to do. So of, of all of the movies and TV shows you've worked on and you've done a lot, I've got your IMDB right here in front of me. And for those of you who are listening, if you go to Brett Smurr's and, and look up his credits, you'll be blown away by all the, and, and Smurr's by the way, is spelled S M R Z S M R Z. You will be blown away by some of the films and TV shows. This, this, I could still say young man. You're, you're not that old, right? How old are you now, Brett? I just turned 31 a couple months ago. I'm not too old yet. Okay, so this, this old guy, <laughs> this old guy, Brett Smurfs. Yeah, gosh, dang it. The years fly by. Hey, what did you get to do on the movie Ford versus Ferrari? That was a fun movie. Um, I got to do these the Le Mans starts. So I got to stand at the start line. I got to run across, jump in a car, start it up and go. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I spent most of my time out at Willow Springs uh, with that one. And we got to go around Willow Springs in, a, in an old Porsche. Um, it, uh, I don't remember what I was driving. It was an air-cooled Porsche from the 50s. But it was a fun job. I wish I got to go out to uh, to Atlanta and do all the, the big racing sequences. But um, I got pulled away uh, to go to Italy on Six Underground. And that was just as fun. So I, you know, I can't, no complaints. Well, you, from my understanding, you, you were the lead driver the lead on six underground correct correct and that's really what got me to to leave ford versus ferrari early and go do that um was was that i got the opportunity to be the lead driver and had a lot of cool stunts in that one so it was it was definitely worth worthwhile what did you get to do on on chips on chips that was fun uh, i drove a, a police car and came in slid to a stop um, I was, uh, I was running through the, the training course, uh, with my amputated leg, which was amazing. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, my, I had got to stand at a shooting line and shoot some pistols at an indoor range. So it was fun. I was got to do a few things on that. What, what about American sniper? What did you do on that? Uh, American sniper was an interesting one. I got called up by, uh, Trevor Haverstadt for that and Jeff Haverstadt, and they wanted to blow my leg off. So I was immediately intrigued. And, um, I hadn't done that before. And I, I ended up calling Casey Peretti and trying to get something lined up. Um, cause he's like the master of, of, uh, of the leg breaks and stuff. He's also got a prosthetic foot, but they ended up tying a line to my leg and I cut a hole in my pants and bent my knee and rested it on the prosthetic. And then when they, when the time came, they blew the squib and pulled the line and it looked like my legs snapped in half. It was pretty brutal. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was a good one. <laughs> it was a good one. Oh my gosh! Hey, what is what is you in your opinion? What is the biggest vehicular stunt that you've done, um, and on what movie? You know, it's funny. Uh, the biggest vehicular stunt that I'd say I did was on Six Underground, but it wasn't actually on film. It was a test, and that was probably the most brutal crash or that I've done to date. Um, it was a T-bone cannon. I was hitting Russell Solberg. Luckily, I was uh, I was the uh, the driving force. I wasn't getting punted like Russell. I think he felt that one. Yeah, you were the hit um, the hitter. 
not the receiver. I was the hitter, so I don't even know if I if I can say that was my most brutal because I, yeah, I don't know. But it was a good one. That was that was a ringer, and uh, it was fun. I, I I wish it was on camera so I could have seen it on the big screen, but um, but it was still a fun time. It was a it was a hard hit. So so you guys did a rehearsal. It sounds like, but you didn't film it. We did. So the rehearsal went flawlessly, and when it came time to do it on screen, it just didn't work. And when you watch Six Underground, there's actually a moment that they show it, they show it going up in the air and then it splits to a completely different setup that we had. And it was like the cars jumping and flipping. And when you watched it, if you worked on it, it didn't make any sense, but they made it, they made it work. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's funny how people don't understand unless you've been there and done it, that it's not an exact science. It's consistently inconsistent. The physics are always off one way or the other because you're dealing with momentum and speed and, you know, <clears throat> someone that you're coming into T-Bone might be a, a few feet further away from you, you know, upsta- yeah. upstage than they were downstage. And, and it all of that makes such a huge difference in what the, the end product is going to be. Yeah, for sure. And unfortunately on that one, so on the practice rehearsal, uh, the effects guy was on the buttons on both of our cars for the cannons. So we didn't have any control. We were coming in. All we had to do was hit our mark and, and he'd blow the button. And on the test run, it re- it went fantastic. He nailed it. But on the shoot day, he blew the buttons. Man, I was probably 50, 50 yards away. I was so far away. Oh my gosh. 50 yards. Yeah, it, was, it was far. I was not, I was not anywhere anywhere close wow um, it was enough it was enough time for me to feel it blow and i was screaming no oh was, my god <laughs> now what where were um, you guys when you shot was that italy that was in florence italy yeah so um we tore that city up it was fun were, were the effects guys from the u.s no they were from the uk um huh. and we had the line they they told us that he was the best in the business and that no one could do a button better than him and that he's the man. So that was mm. Yeah, I've never done any kind of a um stunt where I had somebody else's thumb on the button. You know, I asked I asked if I could have it in my hand and they they didn't want me to have it because I was impacting and they didn't want me to impact and get knocked out and not hit the button. So that was their that was their reasoning. Yeah, um, that's but I I thin. feel I feel like I would have I would have done much better with the button in my thumb, um, and I would have it would have been fantastic. So I was on the mark to hit. It was actually Fletcher in the movie. Um, Brent Fletcher was driving the other one. We were both on our marks. We were ready to ready to hit the T bone, and we just didn't have the opportunity, unfortunately. Wow. So is there does does Brett Smurs have a dream stunt that you want to do? Absolutely, I would love to do. Uh, there's, there's a dream of mine. If there's a truck parked on the side of the road with the ramp, you know how you always pass and you're always driving down the street and you see it and you always think it like, Hey, I want to do that. <laughs> yes, That's what I want to do. I want to do that and blast through the truck and just, I want it to be epic. But, but this That's, is, you're saying a jump, a jump. Yeah. I would love to jump the ramp through the truck and, you know, down onto the street would be amazing. That's, that's kind of my my pictured dream stunt. You, you, you know, you never know. There's, I do have a few writer friends that listen to my podcast and, and they might be like, Hey, I'm going to write that into this script. This guy says he can do it. <laughs> there you go. I'll be the guy. <laughs> That's always one of the fun things is when you're on a show and, and they've got a healthy budget for stunts and you sit around with the stunt coordinator and a couple of the other guys and you say, okay, guys, what can we do? 
I've done that a few times on some of the Transformers movies. And it's like, well, what can we do? Uh, you know, trying to come up with new new stuff, you know, new things that haven't, you know, quite been, you know, exhausted because they're, you know, they've been done over and over and over. But it, that, that that to me is, you get you get to, you know, be creative and, and invent stuff. And that that's a lot of fun for me. Absolutely. That's, that's honestly a big portion of it. And, um, it, like you said, it brings your creative side out, like you're a little kid playing with hot wheels and you think of these cool things. It's like, no, I get to do this for real now. It's, it's like the coolest part of our job, I think. So what have you been working on lately? Um, so after transformers, I went out to Budapest and worked on a show called the continental, which is a spinoff of John wick. Uh, so that should be coming out pretty soon and hopefully it'll be, hopefully it'll be a cool show to watch. Budapest. Uh, How the heck was that? What was that like? Budapest was fun. It was, it was a little different than what I expected, to be honest. It was smaller. Um, uh, but it was very fun. I, I brought my family out and they got to come hang out and, and take a tour of the city. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was a cool town. I, I liked Budapest. I had good food. And so, um, after, after that, I, I went on ride with Norman Reedus and I went to Utah for a week and we got to tour Utah and that was a lot of fun. Um, on motorcycles? Uh, yeah. So, uh, they were on motorcycles and I was just kind of following in, um, in a passenger van, just kind of making sure they were safe and they had the cameras and the side of there. And, um, so yeah, so it was fun. That was a, that was a cool job. And now, uh, in the next couple of days, I'm, I'm heading to, to Italy and, I'll be there for a few months and I'm working on Enzo Ferrari. So that should be, that's, I'm super excited for that one. That's awesome, Brett. That'll be fun. Hey, hey, what did you do on Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. I don't, I don't think I did too much. Um, Oh, Captain Marvel. That's the, that was the, we raced go-karts. That was a lot of fun. Actually, we were out at a go-kart track. Um, and the person that they rented go-karts from was Jim Hall and he was the very first person I ever interacted with, with racing or karting or anything. So it was very cool to get to see him again. Wow. Hey, how, how about, how about SEAL Team, the TV show? What'd you do on SEAL Team? SEAL Team. We were in the back lot and I was in this, this jalopy car. It was pretty, it was pretty ratted out. Um, but they just had me come in and there was, I think there was some shooting going on and I was just sliding through the corner through this really tight archway. Um, Mike Johnson was the other driver and it was like a timing thing. We had to go through the archway like right at the same time. And then I had to slide the corner and, and take off. And that was, that was a cool job. Um, that was just a one day thing. So when you're not on a movie set, what is it? Do you, what is it that you do just for pleasure? What did you have a hobby? What, what do you, what do you do? Lately, my hobbies include chasing my child around the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So, I'll, I'll, uh, we've been taking him to a lot of activities. He's he's in gymnastics now, swimming. So we're that keeps us busy. Um, otherwise, I like to go out and just you know drive canyons. I like to go to the shooting range. Um, I like to play video games every once in a while. Uh, yeah, just things like that. I have a racing simulator that I'll practice on, and um, oh, do you really? Which yeah, those are pretty the cool. Yeah, I spent I spent too much money on this thing, but it is a very good practice tool. To be honest with you, it's uh, it can keep you sharp when you're not 
busy in a real car, I guess, because it's still got the H pattern shifter and I've got a clutch, which feels realistic. And so it's fun. It's it's a good training tool. Does does the thing bank a little bit when you're making turns or does it just stay flat? I wish so that that's called the D box system. And that's that costs about twenty thousand dollars to install. So I I decided to keep away from that for now and just keep it flat <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> If Gosh. I if I want it to rock, I'll have my friends come over and shake me. So yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn. Yeah, we. I, I had fun with you up in in Canada. We, you and I worked on that Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. I, I don't know how that movie is going to turn out, but we we had we had some good times up on that that show working you and I together. It was it was a great time, and uh, we had some we had some challenging we had that challenging uh, jump too. That was uh, it was. I can't wait to see it. It'll be an interesting, interesting movie. I hope they cut it all together well, and um, the locations were a lot of fun. So, uh, I anytime I get to spend, you know, on a movie set with Corey Eubanks, it's going to be a fun, fun time. So. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one, but oh, <laughs> so this this big jump that you want to do, let's who who could we put that in front of and say, hey, Brett Smurfs wants to do this. You got to like make it a world record or something. A world record. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm in. Okay. So what kind um, of car, if you're going to go for a world record jump distance, what what kind of car? Okay, Brett, any kind of car you want, what do you want to do? And how would you set it up? Oh man. See, this is a, this is a Corey Eubanks question. I, if I had to, if I had to pick a car, you know, you've got all the experience jumping. I don't have any experience jumping, but from what I've learned, the longer the nose, like it's going to be a little softer. So I don't, I would pick maybe an old school car and, uh, and just jump it. And as far as the ramps go, um, you know, I would love to go through the cab and see a big explosion. So I wouldn't want it to be set up too crazy steep. Um, but just like a good angle to just come blasting through and see a nice explosion as you come through the cab. It would yeah. it'd be sick. I did, I did something similar, but it was not a jump. It was a pipe ramp. It was I was doubling Jay Leno back in Detroit on a thing called Collision Course, and I had to swerve up this ramp, go into the back of a ten-ton truck, and inside the, the the pipe ramp was up against the back of the cab, like what you're talking about, where your jump ramp would be. Yep. And we had taken like two dozen cases of water, plastic water bottles, and we had unscrewed all of the caps. All the stunt guys had to do that. It took us like four hours and then restack all of these because Glenn Randall Jr., who was the stunt coordinator, he wanted that when I crashed through the, the, the those plastic bottles that they would spin through the air. And it really looked very freaking cool. But I remember when I, I did that and I hit the ground and tumbled and, and the vehicle ended up upside down. And I was trying to get the doors open and the fuel cell was leaking like a faucet. I mean, it was just drip, 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 and coming down. Now it's upside down, and the, and the gas is coming down the rooftop. And now I'm sitting on the rooftop because, you know, it's upside down and just getting soaked with gasoline. And I remember looking out my window trying to tell, I think it was Joel Kramer or one of the stunt guys, I can't get this door open. You guys help me get the door open. And I remember seeing a guy drop a cigarette to the ground and smush it out with his foot. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in. I'm just soaked in gas fumes, and I'm thinking, oh shit, man. <laughs> oh, 
gosh. He's sitting there thinking, that's just stuff you see in the movies, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> gosh. So do that's you know amazing. on this movie you're going to go to, what's it again? You're going uh, overseas? Um, heading out for Enzo Ferrari. Enzo Ferrari. Do you, do you know what you get to do on that movie? I don't, unfortunately, but I do know it's based around the 50s, um, the race, the Millie Miglia. So hopefully we get to do um, some reenactments of that, um, get to drive on the streets of, of Italy, and that, it should be fun. I, I don't know really too much details at the moment. but um, Isn't that kind just, of half the fun, though? You, you're like, hey, it just, is. just bring your stunt bag. You're like, okay, and you don't know exactly. really what, what you're going to do. <laughs> Yeah, oh. no, that's it's always you got to be prepared for everything. So, oh, that's awesome. Well, listen, Brett, I got to tell you something. I, I I have a lot of respect for you. I do. I do say that, you know, I, I think you're one of the best stunt drivers we have in our industry. And it would be fun for you and I sometime to be able to have a couple of really nice cars and go do a chase together. I would I would want to be the guy in front, though, because <laughs> if I know that if you're in front of me, I might not be able to keep up with you. So, because you, you you're too freaking fast, you know. But uh, maybe one of these days we'll get to do one of those bump and bang and crash and do jumps and all that shit. That would be fun. Well, thanks, Corey. I appreciate the the kind words, um, and hopefully, I I would absolutely love that. That's a dream of mine. So, if we could be on on a chase together, bumping doors, I am absolutely in. Well, hey, you never know. You put it out there into the universe, and the next thing you know, it freaking happens. Look at that. We just did. Yes, we did. (laughs) Hey, Brett, thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for listening to Stunt Stories. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too, buddy.